if there is something that you're desperate to do or something that you're like, I really want to do it, just do it. Stop thinking about it. Just go for it. Welcome to the Feeling When podcast, where we cut the BS and open up about the highs and lows of navigating your career. Each week, we'll be looking at what's inspired us, what we've learned, and what's made us laugh, smile, or cringe. Today, we're going to be chatting about that feeling when you get imposter syndrome. I'm Poon, I'm the founder of Yes Mate, and I'm here to help you reframe your mindset, love your whole self, and develop self-awareness. And I'm Steph Sword-Williams. I am the founder and author of Foot Being Humble and I help people be unapologetically proud of their achievements and get over the fear of self-promotion. And I'm Daisy Morris. I'm the founder of The Selfhood and I'm on a mission to make social media feel more human and fun again. Today, we're going to be chatting about self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so I'm going to kick it off, gang. Go on. Gong. Gong. <laughs> so what's been the inspiration this week for, for you both? Do you know what? I started listening to a book, um, by the way, Audible. Do, you, do either of you use Audible? All the time. I don't. Love Audible. You know, I'm oh an old school book Oh my God. One. So I, I love listening to a book when I'm doing like my Saturday morning hoovering, when I'm in the bath on a Sunday. Love a book. But it's like £7 a month and you get really good books on there. So it's actually like the cheaper option of, of buying a good book. But anyway, started listening to Atomic Habits because I found that before the pandemic, like exercise really helped me have a structured routine. So like it would get me away from work, whether that was like going to a yoga class or just going to the gym. I, I genuinely am one of those weird people that actually like exercise. But I've really struggled to maintain that routine in the pandemic. I don't like working out from home. I've just found it really hard. So I started listening to the book because I've heard that it's really good for ultimately helping you keep um, and create new habits. But in the book, one thing that really stood out to me was... James Clear is the author, I think. But he says in the book that actually when you're trying to change your mindset or maintain a habit, a really good way of doing that is to actually speak it out loud. So I think at the moment, like we see a lot online about like write your affirmations and have positive affirmations, which I think is amazing. And like I'm here for all of that. But I noticed actually when I read it that I do that, like before I have an event or I speak to a client or I'm pitching or something difficult's about to happen, I'll, I'll stand in front of the mirror and be like, you earned this, like you're good enough, this is fine, you can smash it. And I really liked that because I think so often, like, what I've also realised is that imposter syndrome starts from somewhere. It's usually, like, when we're younger and we're kids. Like, kids are typically quite fearless people. Like, they will jump in the swimming pool and they will stand up and shout and dance. But at some point over time, we're conditioned to believe as adults that we can't do certain things. So I think, for me, that was something I really liked and that I'm going to try and take forward more is actually, like, speak out loud how you feel about yourself and physically tell yourself like yeah I am good enough I did earn this because it's all very well writing stuff down but to actually verbalize it it completely changes your mindset and he also gave the example like if you want to introduce a new habit don't just write in your diary I'm going to work out on Wednesday morning say it out loud like no I'm going to go to the gym on Wednesday morning so 
yeah, that was my little my little inspo this week for, for changing mindsets. I really like that. And I think what's really powerful and important about that is particularly when we're working at home, particularly if you're self-employed and you've got no one to speak to, you haven't got that mm. from other people. You haven't got those reminders. So having that not even courage, but that confidence to say it to yourself and knowing that it will in turn build confidence and mm. lift you up and remind you. I think that is really important. And getting into the habit, I talk about it a lot, validating yourself and not waiting for other people to validate you. Like if you validate yourself before you go into any big meeting, any big pitch, then you're not dependent on somebody else going, oh, you've smashed it, you deserve this. That's how you can break out of that imposter mm. mindset. Yeah, completely agree. And even when you're talking about speaking that out aloud the reason why that's so powerful is because you're you're creating that energy shift mm. so just like when we write we're shifting that energy but when we vocalize that when we embody that you're five times more likely going to do that because you're embodying that energy so I love that and that's something that I I do quite a lot I say yes mate to myself about 20 times a day so, <laughs> you know that. that's, that's, that's why we're here uh, Steph what about you what's been your inspo this week I think mine follows on really nicely from Daisy it's not necessarily a new one but it's the Snoop Dogg Hall of Fame speech the I want to thank me and for anyone who's not seen it Snoop Dogg basically gets up to accept his Hall of Fame speech and starts saying like I want to thank me for believing in me I want to thank me for putting in all this hard work I want to thank me for doing all these great things and it's like everybody laughs and he pulls it off because he's like so charismatic and he's so enjoyable to watch but it really made me think super similar to what you were just saying Daisy of like why don't we ever just like thank ourselves it's not I think there's one thing about the affirmations of like you've earned this and you know that's to psych you up but actually mm. once you've achieved something why don't we thank ourselves and go yeah do you know what like thank you to me for yeah. doing such an amazing job and when you look at things like Oscar speeches it's always thanking other people and when when it was my book launch I went around the group and thanked everyone else you know obviously I want to be appreciative and grateful of all the people but it did really make me think like why don't we say thank you to ourselves and I, and I really think that's something that we can take away and be thinking after we've achieved something, giving your time, giving that moment to yourself, giving that time for you to reflect on on that. And I think when I think about the music that inspired me and motivated me with Foot Being Humble, a, a lot of my events are named after R&B lyrics that are motivational, like Let Me Blow Your Mind and Bitch Better Have My Money. And it's that attitude that... Mm. that I earned this, I deserve it, I, I should own this moment that I like to pepper through my brand. But also I think it's something that a lot of us could adopt in order to remove that self-doubt and that imposter syndrome. Because for a lot of people, imposter syndrome is that feeling of, it's luck or you've not earned it or you know people saying to you I hate it when people say oh aren't you lucky right time right place it's like no actually it's not that it's because I put myself in that position I made those risks I made those decisions and that's one thing I would say for anyone listening like try to avoid saying aren't you lucky or didn't you land on your feet because actually that can be really diminishing for people and their achievements and actually what we need to be doing is going how did you do that? Like, you are amazing. And, and likewise, 
yeah thanking ourselves i don't know i mean i would now love to do a snoop dog i want to thank me speech i, I like i'm dying You'd be really good at to that get, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, don't know, I feel like you need to know the context of the snoop dog speech for it to go down that well but i do just think like it would be so amazing to win some significant award and just get up and and say that and and actually inspiring for other people to see and that's why I think Snoop Dogg, even though it was tongue in cheek and, and maybe that wasn't his intention to inspire loads of people. But when you do look, when you look at rappers, often their narrative is to gas themselves up, to, to be like, yeah, I'm much better than you are. And I'm like, we need that energy. Like we actually need that rapper energy. Poonam, I feel like you'd be very good at a I want to thank me speech. I think I would as well, mate. I think and yeah. I'd spit bars on that. <laughs> I think I would, mate. Are you guys ready? But I think to that point, Steph, and similar to Daisy's inspo as well, it's because they embody that. So yeah, there's a difference. So there's a difference of having an intention and embodying that and and living that. And the reason that's resonated with with actually all of us is because you can feel that transaction of that energy, um, which actually leads me beautifully onto my inspo. So you all know that I do love a good old book and I'm currently on a book ban because I've bought one too many um, <laughs> but I'm reading Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk at the moment and there was a bit in it which has resonated really deeply with me which is talking about intentions and there's a part in it where he talks and he uses the seeds and the weeds analogy to clarify intentions so when you plant a seed it can grow into an expansive tree that provides fruit shelter for everyone just like love and compassion and service you know, you're taking care of other people, but you're also taking care of yourselves. But when we're planting weeds that grow from fear or from ego, so when we're using words that are putting ourselves down, when we're actually being more harmful to ourselves, those intentions can be really vengeful is the word that he uses in it. So simply having intentions isn't actually enough and we have to take the action to help these seeds grow. And then I was thinking about the language that we use, especially when we're going through imposter syndrome or where we've got that self-doubt creeping up on us, it's like the language that we use, is it harming us or is it, or is it helping us? Because not only is it harming or helping us, it's actually harming and helping or helping the people around us because everything starts with how we feel about ourselves, the choices that we make, the people we engage with. So it's really important that when we are putting ourselves down, do we have that awareness to say like, hold on a second, why am I using these words towards myself in, in, in such a way? And acknowledging that actually our intentions and our actions are fueled by the words that we speak to about ourselves. Yeah, and I think what's really interesting actually about what all three of us have said is that it's massively about language and actually the narrative. And when you think about imposter syndrome and anything negative you say to yourself, you're the person talking to yourself, but you're also the person listening. So you're, you play both, both roles in that. And I think it's about assessing like, is this coming from my logical brain or my emotional brain? And where has this actually come from? Because a lot of the time it's a belief system that's come from when we were younger or something that's happened to us. So I think being able to identify like, is this actually a trigger based on something that's happened before? And then actually thinking, yeah, it is. And that doesn't define me. And like you said, Steph, I think um, actually thanking yourself and reflecting on your wins as well. Like I know I do not at all 
at the end of each month look at my my monthly wins um i know you guys know t walola amazing person to follow on social media but i saw her the other day she had this big spreadsheet and she had her small medium and big wins that she was filling in and i was like i need to do stuff like that because i never look back at the stuff that i've achieved and and said to myself yeah well done thank you so we all need to be a bit more snoop dog i think definitely and i, and I think also just to follow on on that it's interesting how and i don't know if it's a british thing and i'm sure that this happens in lots of different cultures but why do we cling on to those negative thoughts like what what do we gain from that why do we let ourselves do that and i think that's something that i i try and talk to a lot of people about it's like why would you hold on to those negative feelings or that negative criticism? Why wouldn't you be doing everything in your power to identify all the positive things? And I think it's really important that for every criticism or rejection that we face, that we do remind ourselves of all the amazing stuff that we've done or all the good things that have happened and all the things that we've overcome. And I do a talk on self-doubt. And one of the things I say is that criticism, rejection and failures are inev inevitable mm. in your life, in your career. You will never not experience that. But what you can do is change how you feel towards that and what you do as a result. And I think that's what's with your the sort of weed and seeds analogy, which I love. I think it's such a powerful one to think about. It's like, why would you spend all that time and energy and effort enriching the negative side when you could be embracing all the positive things that you do? It's a no-brainer. And I think part of that is the culture that we actually live in today and how, you know, everything is kind of sold on, like, you're not enough and, um, you know, the thing... They're trying to sell you things to, to make you feel better and often we're looking for that external validation from other people, but do we stop to validate ourselves and, and mm. actually, like you said, acknowledge our wins and, and celebrate those those small things? Because if we can't celebrate the small things, then how can we celebrate the big things, right? And I think you're absolutely right when we're talking about the, that power of, of celebrating, which is why in our WhatsApp group, um, we have the weekly wins before DINs. And I know that I've definitely become more confident in, in speaking about my achievements and recognising that, hold on a second, like... I've got to this point because of my hard work of bringing an idea, vision out in, in, into the world. Like, of course, people can support, but it's your hard work and we should be bigging ourselves up, right? Yeah. Definitely. And also, Steph, something you talk about a lot, which I really like, is like being able to laugh at your failures. And there's something really empowering now, like... There's mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. Like I'm the poster child for mistakes in business. And <laughs> <laughs> do not label yourself as that. I'm not having you. No, do but that. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, I enjoy it. But what she's I'm... also the poster child of doing amazing in business. Thank so you. Just Thank you. Don't tell one side of that story. No, no. But what I was actually going to say on that is when I first started doing this, like I would make what I now consider a really small mistake, and it would eat me up for weeks. But something that's really nice about, and I guess it falls into this narrative of imposter syndrome is being able to make a mistake and and think to yourself like oh my god that was so dumb but it's really it's really refreshing actually when you can catch yourself in those moments and think my god a year ago I would have lost sleep over that so yeah I think it's also about recognizing like when you do make those small mistakes or when you have those moments of doubt just be able to talk to yourself like you're your friend like what would you say to your mate like don't sweat it like it's fine and that's what you guys do for me and it's really helped me 
talk to myself in such a way as well and say like it's fine like it's, okay, it's actually you're not right. that deep yeah. yeah and I think it also shows the progress of your growth as well mm. like when you're saying a year ago you would have lost sleep but whereas now you you're learning how to respond differently as well I think that's that just shows how far you've come and like we've like we we always talk about like failure is part of failure is part of success but it's also part of human life yeah like every human experiences failure experiences self-doubt experiences imposter syndrome and i think the more the more that we feel alone and we feel isolated we're actually disconnected from actually the reality of life that we we all struggle like mm-hmm. life is sometimes a struggle and it is hard and but it's how do we navigate that can we be kinder and more compassionate and more loving towards ourselves or are we still going to just be kicking ourselves down and putting ourselves down we've always got a choice right which kind of leads me on to what we've learned this week and actually I wanted to just kick off and just I know that we've spoken about it a lot but for me I've realized that when that self-doubt kicks in or that that inner critic chat kicks in it's actually taking a moment to pause. You know, I love the pause, the pause with Poonam, which I've turned into a workshop. Um, so pausing and recognizing, hold on a second, like, why am I being self-critical? Is it the truth or is this stuff that I've just made up? Um, and I've r- realized recently for me to do what I do in taking care of community and in, you know, doing the workshops or talks, taking care of my family I have to have that capacity so for me I have to have a level of solace of solitude of me being on my own for me to just recharge my batteries and for me to rest so rest for me is being productive and I recognize that when I haven't rested fully I've made some silly mistakes and again like I can either put myself down and say like okay you're an idiot you shouldn't have done this you should have been a more organized or I can just take a moment and be like you've made this mistake because you have been working late you haven't been eating very well you haven't really moved your body much just take that accountability as well like knowing that it's okay and just being compassionate towards myself but for me like that learning of resting is is so important and resting is productive it's not procrastinating because often I think it gets labeled that oh you're just wasting time and you know you should be you should be doing something but actually there's a difference in doing nothing and being still and having that time to 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 recharge you're really good at telling me to go when I say I've not done anything you've been like no you're resting and that isn't procrastinating And, and sometimes I need to hear that and I think a lot of people listening probably need to hear that as well like it's this constant feeling of like needing to do more it's the what's next culture and being like okay I've done that what's next what what have I got to do to prove people I am good enough and all those things like it's not sometimes we think oh we just need to do this one thing and then finally we'll get over imposter syndrome and we'll feel amazing and it isn't true because as soon as you do that one thing you go okay what's the next thing I have to do to prove that I'm worth it or to prove that I deserve this place and it is like a really bitter cycle but that is why again I'm really grateful that you both actually say to me like you need to rest and you need to listen to your body and I think for all of us as well because we do a lot of public speaking presenting our roles inherently mean we have to really show up it's not like we can just sit and watch tv and do our jobs whilst running a webinar like we we have to really show up and even i've noticed sitting on other people's podcasts i did two podcasts back to back yesterday and i was drained like i was exhausted and i was really angry with myself that i need that i was so tired and that i needed to rest but in my head i was like i'm not going to produce anything of quality right now and if i do to your point exactly if i produce something it's not of a good standard i'll only then criticize myself 
So, so it is that rest is so integral for your performance. Otherwise, you will keep churning out actually lower value stuff, lower value services, products, ideas, because you're not allowing yourself rest. How do you feel, Daisy? Do you feel like you can you give yourself rest in order to rebuild? Um, yes and no. So you guys actually know about this, but I reached out to someone I really admire in my industry a few weeks ago, just because in all honesty, Selfhood grew really quickly. Like in the last six months, it's just taken off, which I'm really grateful for. And it's been amazing. But with that, I've wore so many hats. I've juggled so many plates. And I was at a point where I was like, right, it needs to go one of two ways. And I don't know what that avenue looks like. So I reached out to this person in my industry, really admire and just said, look, can I just chat to you? She gave me some really solid advice, but also a bit of a wake up call and just said, basically, are you happy? And I love my job and we have this chat an awful lot. We absolutely love what we do, don't we? It's like eat, yeah. sleep, breathe. But I have to not confuse that with justifying 16 hour days, five days in a row, and then working on a Sunday, just because I love it. And I was getting to the point where I had like ulcers in my mouth and I was feeling really worn down. And in ironically- It's horrible. <laughs> exactly. And ironically, I'm, I'm running a campaign with Mind at the moment that's all about check yourself before your notifications. And I was like, I'm a walking contradiction, if I'm being completely honest, because here I am promoting this message about taking time to rest. And in all honesty, I felt the complete opposite. I think I can be, and it's difficult because like I said, I absolutely love my work. And for me, that is in many ways an outlet and a way for me to switch off because I, I'm doing what I love. But I think also I work in social media. So a lot of my job is online, which is incredibly draining as well as exactly as you said, Steph doing all the speaking stuff. But something that I, I listened to earlier this week and it massively resonated with me. I'm like, I, I know that you love him as well, P, Tony Robbins. Yes, he is. Absolutely love Tony Robbins. And I've listened to his book about three times now just because every time I'm feeling a bit stagnant it just gives me the boost I need but he says most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in two to three decades and I think especially our industries are very online especially at the moment everyone's online but we often see people what appears to be smashing it from the outside and this idea of overnight success when actually when you think about how long you've been doing this for, and you could have been doing it for 10 years, you could have been doing it for 30 years. And one thing you say, Steph, um, I've quoted Steph a lot. <laughs> You'll, I'll pay you later. <laughs> but you said it the other day. I didn't know what to say then. I was like, oh, thanks. I was I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll pay, pay you, you later. later. <laughs> and you also gave me a really seedy look at the same time. Like some weird American really sales. Glad that was an audio clip, not a video clip. <laughs> I thought you were going to wink at me one point as well <laughs> save that for later <laughs> but it's don't benchmark yourself against people that have been doing this for years because although yes my business has grown quickly i get messages like oh my god you're smashing it and i'm like yeah i'm also like really run down and i've been to uni and i've worked in the industry for five or six years so like i think it's important to put it into perspective that and i ha i really had to check myself because exactly as you were saying steph about trying to do everything onto the next thing I was getting projects done and then starting a new one straight away and just pumping out like all this work when actually like things have only really taken off in the last six months. I have six 
I was about to say, I have six years left of this. Hopefully, I have a lot more. <laughs> Hope not, mate. Yeah, in it. Baller. <laughs> that would be a bit shit, wouldn't it? Oh, I'm thinking you're like retiring early. Oh, yes. No, I have if, six if years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that would be the dream. Yeah. No, it wouldn't actually. I wouldn't like to retire that early. I really like work. But anyway, tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode. <Yeah. laughs> How will Daisy retire? <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry, that was a absolutely massive tangent there but I think it's important to slow down and remember that you have so much time to get stuff done you don't have to do it tomorrow you don't have to compare yourself to people on the internet that yeah they might be appear to appearing to be smashing it but they've probably been through a lot to get there quick one on it and then I'll pass over to Puna I look at like your Instagram account Daisy and I'm always like oh my god it's so good like oh why I don't feel like I'm doing it and then I I have to go to myself Daisy is an expert in social media. It's my job, yeah. I, I I worked in advertising, I get storytelling, but I wouldn't say digital and social media was ever like what I learned my niche or crafted my skills around. It's something I've had to adopt. Like so many business owners have just had to say, okay, I'm doing social media, yeah. let's do it, video content, all those things. And it's like, you're a really good friend. And I, like without meaning to, I'm comparing myself negatively. And, and that's something I really say to a lot of people is like, we can't compare ourselves negatively. We can only ever do it strategically. And knowing what you have to do in the background and knowing how run down you've been, it's like, it isn't always what you think it is on the surface level. And, and yeah, if you're going to compare yourself, don't compare yourself to experts. That's just stupid. Like yeah. you will never feel good about yourself. Yeah. Like only ever ask yourself, actually, how is that content engaging really well? Or how has that person got to that point? Because that's how we stop ourselves from going on the self-doubt train going, I will never be good enough. I will never get to that point versus how can I get to that point? Mm. It's the not the why am I not doing it? It's the what do I need to do to get there? Yeah, I love that. And there was another bit in, in Jay's book, again, resonated. And it's he says that fear prevents us from trying new things. So our past beliefs, the self-doubt, the inner critic, it's a block, it's a blockage to to our progress of moving forward and it keeps us stagnant right and there was a bit that you were just talking about with having that balance and I think that we forget that what we're doing our work is just a very it's one facet of of our whole selves it's not it's not the be all and end all and I, and, and I know I say it a lot as well but it's like we're not curing cancer we ain't got covid vaccine uh cure to to, to covid right so sometimes just taking that step back and realizing that we we do need to rest we do need to take time out in order to be productive and another part of jay's book which resonates with i should actually just get um, is this sponsored by jay yeah, yeah it should be should be <laughs> jay i hope you're listening <laughs> but he chats about like material gratification and how material gratification is actually external but happiness is internal so we actually think that success equals happiness so definitely in south asian culture there's this kind of brainwashing um you're taught by a certain age you hit certain milestones um and and you'll you'll be happy because success equals equals happiness but actually the what we're what we're aspiring for to to have this feeling of like once we attain something we we have that feeling of success or happiness the sanskrit word is is maya it's an illusion so we think that when, once we've attained something external we will feel that ex internal feeling of happiness which is bullshit mm. yeah it's so true it is it's really true and and i think we a lot of that is this constant chasing and not really ever knowing 
whether the grass is greener and whether you're doing enough and what do I actually want people to say about me and it's caring so much I think about how people view you and see you and I think a lot of the things we've talked about is probably a good time for me to segue into what I've learned recently and I think for me I've really noticed this like a lot of people come to me and go oh you know this you've had a lot of success really quickly and you've done lots of great things and I was like because I put myself out there like because I because I did it and I think we let imposter syndrome and self-doubt and any you know that feeling of being a fraud stop us from even making that step it's not like once you're in it I'm out of my depth for a lot of people it's like we just don't make those steps forward and I just think it's so important to remind people that you can't progress unless you put yourself in those situations and recently I had somebody get in touch to say that their daughter had put me on their vision board and it was such a beautiful like email to get and I totally like welled up and that's taken three years of working you know I've worked for seven years but it's taken three years me running for being humble as a side hustle and really working for that to get that response so it is so important that we recognize it is not an overnight success like we have to put a lot of work and hours into it and in time that will come but you can't expect to walk into something and be perfect at it none of us were perfect at it and even when you think you're really good at something you actually realize you're probably not and you've got a long way to go to become perfect and really if you are a perfectionist you'll never actually give yourself the permission to say I did that amazingly because you'll constantly think you'll have to do do more so it's this idea of like if you only ever stay in the same situation you'll never see the things that you want you'll always negatively compare you'll always wonder if there's grass is greener or whether things will happen and and I you know with imposter syndrome one of the things that I say to people a lot is what do you want people to say about you what do you want the headlines to read about you what do you want your legacy to be what do you want the kids your kids to say about your grandkids when you're not around what do you want people to say about you when you're not in the room and are you working towards that because if you're not then you will never see those results like it's really that simple and I know everybody who's ever listened to me talk will know that I've said I really want to be a TED speaker I know how like far removed that is and how competitive that is but when I thought about well am I doing enough in my day job right now to become a TED speaker I was I was performing really well I'd done really well in my job and I had really good respect around me but I did have to say to myself is me pushing emails for clients or constantly taking shit from everybody else am I going to get on a TED stage speaking about something I'm really passionate about building my reputation probably not and that's what I had to do at that moment was what would I write my TED talk about what what is it that people are going to google me and say I need to find out about this person and I think that's a really important thing to always think about every year every six months is be asking yourself are you working towards that vision of yourself that you want to be or are you just speaking about it and it's it's that whole combination of we've talked about manifesting speaking it but where's that action you have to attribute that action you know, I, I didn't reach some of the things that I've I've got to without putting the action into place. And for me, I think that's one of my biggest frustrations when I see really talented, amazing people have so much potential. They've got so many ideas, but they just can't make that step. And I think it is just remembering like nothing changes if nothing changes. Like you you have to do something about it. And to Daisy's point about the age, like I had a conversation with a friend recently who was like, just a bit lost. I feel like I need to do this. And But if I do this by the time I'm 30, in two years time and I just stopped her I was like stop it 
stop saying that you need to do that by the time you're 30 because it it doesn't work like that and you will only ever be disappointed like you never know at what stage it will happen which is why you've always got to be constantly working towards it as opposed to being like I'm giving myself a deadline and if it doesn't happen by then I'm a failure because you are then just a prisoner of your dreams uh, particularly the ones that you like set when you were younger like most of us probably aren't getting married having kids and buying houses by the time we're 30 like we all said when we were 12 like that's okay life changes and we have to stop punishing ourselves for that yeah Massively. and that is, especially when you're talking about this striving for perfectionism as well like anyone that's striving for perfectionism you're you're limiting yourself because what i've realized with all of us what we're so great at doing is being open to learning and looking at our failures looking at the things that we've made mistakes and using those as learning opportunities yeah don't get us wrong like I, I sometimes still do it I put myself down and realize but it's actually that language coming back to how we're treating ourselves are we being kind or are we mugging ourselves off basically I think another thing that we're we're all quite good at is just saying I'm gonna do it and just doing it not thinking about it too much because once you commit to it it's like there's no turning back you just have to get shit done and I think we're all good at encouraging each other to do that so I think if there is something that you're desperate to do or something that you're like I really want to do it just do it stop thinking about it just go for it stop thinking about the what ifs yeah and in the negative way and actually think about the what if it pans out right guys it's time for a little ad break we wanted to give a big, big shout out and thank you to Locke. So for those of you who don't know who they are, Locke basically combines the space of an apartment with the beaute design that you'd expect at a boutique hotel. It has great restaurants, gym space, and a cocktail bar. But the best part is that they have free co-working spaces, which I actually find is really difficult to find. So you will definitely find us there working away, hosting a meeting, or brainstorming our next podcast episode over a coffee. Or if you're a bit more more of a digi nomad which I'm definitely hoping to do more of next year I'm definitely keen to travel and work more you can hop from city to city or you know if you're working on a project for a few months and you want more space in a hotel the apartments range from studio size to up to two bedrooms so gone are the days of overpriced room service and sacrificing floor space for your suitcase you can actually cook up your own meal you can roll out a yoga mat if you're on that vibe store away all your clothes and still have room for more lock have locations across london manchester edinburgh ireland and germany so you have plenty to choose from i've also heard that berlin one of my favorite cities ever is on the way as well as lisbon and more so we're absolutely buzzing to say that that feeling when listeners can save up to 25 percent on your stay with the promo code community at www.lockliving.com we're definitely going to be spending a lot of time there and we hope to see you there too that's the ad break over thank you so much for listening let's get back to our chat so what's made you guys laugh or cringe this week the thing that made me laugh and cringe this isn't work related at all um 
but my nan is on WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook. She's like... Big up nan. Yeah, she, honestly, she's a high-tech lady. But I'm in a family WhatsApp group with my auntie, my mum, my nan, all my cousins. And my sister sent a screenshot and my nan had accidentally shared a video of this guy in hot pants and a fishnet vest <laughs> twerking. And bearing in mind, my nan's the sort of person oh that God. will send you those messages. Like, if you don't share this by midnight, a gremlin will come <laughs> in your room and kill you. <laughs> so my sister just shared it in the WhatsApp group and she just doesn't know how to delete it. So it's still there. Oh, bless, bless her. her. But she's like, I love her. Like, she'll comment. Is that on... where you get it from? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she'll like comment on all of my friends' pictures like, beautiful darling. Like, she's, she's a proper hype woman. But... That definitely made me laugh. We all need a hot person, didn't we? We do. My, my grandparents are the best. I called them recently and my granddad was like, so I've Googled you. You're a bit of a celebrity, aren't you? <laughs> and I was like, stop it. And he's like, oh, you look so glamorous in those pictures. I love that one of you in the checkered, the checkered suit against the shutter. I was like, yeah, basically outside my crappy apartment. That's <laughs> like, so cute. I know, but you know, you just think like that's old people on the internet are just, just the best. They are, honestly. Love I love it. it. I love it. I'm slightly worried I might get on the internet for what I did that has made me laugh and cringe altogether and just die a bit inside. This is actually an older story, but I was retelling it the other day and I was like, it still just hasn't lost its spark. So I was running a course at the start of this year and it was uh, how to big up yourself, how to self-promote. And I, I think generally... Like, I, I am a good public speaker. I'm proud of myself. I, I can deliver presentations. But I also don't mind messing up and just being like, do you know what? This is me. I mess up. And one of the pages I was, or the slides I was talking about in the presentation, I was saying, you know, the key to self-promotion is you really need to have a hook. You need to really give context. You need to have a good call to action. And I'd got an image of a fisherman with a giant fish for the hook. And on it, it said, Master Beta. And I had <laughs> literally thought it was like, oh, he's the master at baiting fish. And it was only as I like presented the slide to, to 160 people, by the way, <laughs> was did I realise as I said it, oh, I hope you like this picture. And if you don't like this picture, you've not got my sense of humour. And then I was like, the masturbator. And then I was, as I said it, and this is so funny because I don't practice my presentations. I put them together and then just wing it on the deck. Like I kind of just know it because I've written it. But as I said those words, and Poonam, you were actually on the I webinar, so you can vouch for this. <laughs> I was creasing. I, you just, there's a really funny video clip of me like, gradually realizing what I've done and like trying to Face hold yeah, trying to hold in the laughing and then I just like clicked onto the next slide and I was like I can't not address this so I just had to be like I am so sorry I can't believe I've just told you the key to self-promotion is masturbating I'm so sorry if that has offended anyone and luckily like the chat went off to it Poonam yeah, it was everybody was like I'm creasing this is so funny and like the funny thing was I was texting Poonam in between the breaks like because I always pause to give people questions and stuff and Poonam was like you need to stop laughing because you're still on camera I can you, everybody can see you laughing I was like I just had to then and the worst thing was that was the start of the presentation so I had to get through the next 45 minutes of me job, like mate. just talking but I think why I like don't mind I think I like telling it because I remember I went for an interview once where I, I I'm quite polished in interviews I know what people want to hear and I've interviewed people before and 
And I think one of my bosses, when I got to work for him, I was like, oh, I get my sayings wrong. I'm really bad at eating vegetables. And he laughed at me. He was like, it's actually really nice to see like a non-polished side of you. And I do keep on toying with whether I should just get that clip and post it on Instagram to be like, guess what? We all make mistakes. Do it. Some of them yeah. can be so stupid. But again, as we've talked about today, it's like I could have easily come off that call and been like, I am so stupid. End of career. Like, why did I do that? No one will ever take me serious. Like, I could have really negatively. But as I as as Daisy pointed out, like one of my best like personality traits I think is taking a failure and laughing at it and mm. I openly tell that story now because I'm like yeah I'm really daft but guess what like it hasn't affected my reputation <laughs> I hope it doesn't affect it after telling the story but I think it is just like you know we all we do like silly things but it, the way that I talk to myself after I do those things isn't to be like you're so stupid you're you're so like it's not using nasty language it's like actually just being like you're a bit silly but that's all right like guess what it's part of your character and it's part of your yeah. personality and, and that's people are drawn to that as they well like, they want to they they want to see like okay you've got a fantastic brand and people warm to you Steph and I think to, to all of us as well is because we're relatable and we're, we're real yeah. Like, yeah we make mistakes these one, things happen definitely one yeah. of my favourite quotes um, Brene Brown I know we all love Brene Brown around this table um, but she says vulnerability fosters closeness and when you're a bit silly and you mess up and you do these things you give permission for other people to do the same and I think the reason that I love you guys and our chats is because business can be intimidating and when you're doing talks or you're pitching to clients whatever that looks like for you it can feel overwhelming but when people are just human and real and themselves it makes other people feel relaxed and feel like that they can do the same and that's where good relationships happen when you just just own it and you making people laugh like they probably felt more relaxed and enjoyed the webinar more also when you punish yourself you never really let yourself off and I think that's something that's like when you constantly are angry with yourself for doing something you actually never let yourself do it again or yeah. get past that yeah. thing and that becomes a blockage as yeah well. totally. when you can't forgive yourself for those little mistakes then you end up going back to that past experience of that and you just feel that and it's like you're physically here but mentally emotionally you're going back to that point and you're mugging yourself off yeah big time right p what was your what's your again, laugh or cringe nothing, this week nothing to do with work but um i think you both know my dad's a bit of a ledge um and if you don't know you should get to know but um <laughs> Uh, the other day my brother ordered a takeaway from Just Eat and um, the, the door went and um, I was upstairs and I could hear I could hear some sort of kerfuffle and then I've come down like halfway halfway down the stairs and my dad's going I just heard the conversation and the guy was like order for Just Eat and my dad went there's no one here called Just Deep <laughs> <laughs> what's that like dad he's saying just eat and then like my dad's looking back at me and he's going order for just eat and I'm like no dad he's saying it's an order from just eat and like we just had to play out and the guy bless him it was cold as well and he's standing outside and he was just like like is this order for you is it not for you and then I was just like and then dad was like yes it's order for just eat and I was like no dad that's not what he's saying just take the food it was just oh, pure joke that. so just eat if you're listening sponsor us yeah. sponsor us yeah. us up but Jay Shetty and Just Eat I feel like isn't that like work like real work life balance isn't yeah. it it's like yeah 
you can have like really professional meetings beyond Zooms and you're like, I'm just going to nip downstairs and get my just eat yeah. <laughs> takeaway. Also, it's like some of the workshops that I am doing, obviously there's like the meditation, there's the mindfulness parts and I'm like super calm and I held that pausing and then I come downstairs and I'm like, fuck's sake, guys, can you not keep it down? And I've told you about a million times. I've got like post-it notes on my on my door. Guys, I've just ordered a, um, a whiteboard as well. Yes, oh, go great. on. So I've got to get that up on the door, but... Um, it's real life. Yeah, it is. You know I mean? And something I've actually done the same on Instagram before, and you've you've posted it before, P. But I made a reel out of all my outtakes where I try and talk on Instagram stories, and I cannot get my words out. I'm the same as you, Steph. I use the wrong words in the wrong sentences all the time. I muff muff muff, muff. my words. <laughs> The irony, I muff my words. <laughs> I muffle my words. I don't think that's a word. Anyway, moving on. I struggled to get my words out and I made a reel out of it. Like, this is the reality of trying to speak on a story or a workshop. Life, yeah. And you did yours as well, where yeah. you're like, you're trying to start a meditation and your your family are obviously being noisy and you just hear Poonam go, guys! <laughs> it's really, you nailed that. It's really it's got so that tone. I sound like, my brother was like, you sound like a spoiled child. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, how many times have I told you, don't stand outside of my room and talk about who's done the washing and like why someone's put it was, the conversation was around someone had put a coloured into the whites and I was just like take this conversation downstairs but it's real life happens it does it, it does. really does I think that's the same as well for like parents that have been trying to do their jobs with kids and all those things yeah. it's like yeah you could probably sit there and be like oh this looks really unprofessional but it's like we've had no other choice like we just have to get on with it like I always have to turn my doorbell off whenever I'm doing a talk because even if I've ordered it's not even if I've ordered it it's my neighbours have ordered something it goes off every two minutes oh. and like you freak out but then you're like but mine's one of those like it keeps ringing it's oh. like ding dong ding oh, no. and I'm like just, just stop just stop just ding once like yeah. and, and it is one of those really frustrating things but it's just giving ourselves like the permission and, and being like, yeah, this is this life. Is like, do yeah. you guys remember like a little while ago where there was that um, news presenter when he's doing that really important live presentation and then his kids come in through the door and that the oh, yeah, it's kid the best. is just super yeah. it's the best. And like that, that is life now. It's yeah. nice though. Like, and look at how the world responded to that. It went viral and everyone was like loving it because that is life. And I think I, I spoke about this earlier, but especially because everything is so online now, we, we so often just see the glossy side of things. And don't get me wrong, sometimes there is a place for that, but equally, like, we are human. We're drawn to that. We're like, the imperfections of life is what makes it interesting. So. On that cliche note, be more you. <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Coming to a cinema near you. <laughs> I saw that. That's one thing that I actually have been really enjoying. Um, reels where it's like turning the things my kids say to me into motivational images. Oh, have I love that, that. And it's like, mummy, you've got a big nose. <laughs> or like, mummy, I've got a bogey. Or like something really funny, but they're putting on motivational quotes. Oh, it's so Imagery, good. like that. that is so funny. I've, yeah, I'm here for it. Same. But anyway, we probably should wrap up. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We really hope you enjoyed our first episode. Make sure that you, you can add us all on LinkedIn. I'm Seth Sword-Williams. I'm Daisy Morris. And I'm Poonam Duthos. With a special thanks to Sarah Parker, our editor of the podcast, and Sinead Taylor, who's done our branding and graphics.